dude, imagine, <laughs> imagine, dude, you're just sitting at the dinner table with the Mannings and like, dude, we're going to go fuck up Ben McAdoo, dude, go get a fucking pillowcase, I'll grab some soap, we're going to go fucking beat the piss out of this dude. <laughs> dude, then imagine being Ben McAdoo laying in bed, dude, I'm crying, dude, this is so good. <laughs> Dude, imagine to be a bed back and you wake up, dude, and Eli Manning and Peyton Manning stand over all you see Cooper is forehead. Cooper too. All you see is forehead standing over your bed. And it's just terrifying. They're just beating the piss out of you with bags of soap, dude, and just foreheads beating you up. <laughs> oh. Welcome back, everyone. Episode 18. We've made it 18 episodes. We've survived. Joe and I have not killed each other, but we are back. <laughs> Breaking the plane. Back at it again. Joe, with my co-host here. How you doing, buddy? This podcast can vote, dude. What a what a what a what a scary concept. No, happy to be back, dude. Can't wait for the big game on Sunday. We're gonna say Super Bowl a bunch of fucking times. Roger Goodell, come fucking get me, bitch. Come get me. <laughs> Sue me. Sue me, sue me. Where's your clown shirt? Where's the clown head shirt? You you know you have one of those. Oh. No, dude, I was at the game with the towels though. I still I don't have the towel. But... Me too. I have the I have the towels still. I oh, you have too. the towel? Yeah. No, I uh, ended up not um, making it home in one piece. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we got big happenings today. Tell me, Barish. We've got a new chair on the on the podcast. We're gonna call him the third chair, my bitch. However you want to call him. <laughs> My really? boy Hogan, my boy Hogan, your bitch. Us. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, told you no, that. No, Greasing no, that no. pole, greasing that pole right, right off the start here, man. Oh, you motherfucker! <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, man. What's all seriousness, uh, happy to have you aboard with us. Um, Welcome. He's going to be joining us full time, so you'll be hearing a lot more from him, whether you like it or not. I may not like it, but I'm happy to have him here. Um, You're going to love it. We got a lot of history, Hogan. I'm sure we went through it a little bit the last time you joined as a guest, but we got a lot of history, a lot of football history between us. So definitely looking forward to doing this on a weekly basis with you. That's right. That's right. Well, first and foremost, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A thousand times over. I appreciate it more than anything for the opportunity to come and hang out and talk football and, you know, not be Burgess's bitch. That'll be uh, probably the most entertaining part. But uh, absolutely, I'm just I'm honored to be here. I'm excited to talk football, and yeah, let's let's get into it. Yeah, it's great to have another body here to share in our Patriots misery as we go through every week of the off season and here on out. So great to have you aboard. You'll notice we are down our normal producer chair, Kojak. Today he was unavailable to join the episode due to his fun illness i guess he got today at work i think he came down with the flu my kids have the flu too two of my young kids have the flu today was an absolutely horrible day but we say we send sending our best wishes out to mr kojak this is uh i just want to i just want to send this out to kojak just it's gonna take forever but this is sarah mclaughlin's in the arms of an angel kojak our sweet angel our ditch digger our 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 podcast splicer, our producer, our tall, 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 tall friend, our tall friend. We miss you, and we hope you get better soon. Please, please, please don't forget about how much this podcast loves you and how much we miss you 
and how much we can't wait to have you back. Okay? <laughs> have a great night, my friend. Sleep tight and have sweet dreams. That was amazing. That was amazing. That's the longest I've ever been nice to Kojak <laughs> concurrently in a row, and it was 38 seconds. So, oh, fuck. Are they going to come up for copywriting? We'll be all right. <laughs> well it was done. off of YouTube. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> get better soon, Kojak. Feel better. Feel better all of Burge's kids, too. Jesus Dude, Christ. It's been a freaking day, man. It's It's been a day. I've been looking forward to coming on and doing this because it is my time to kind of chill. Hell yeah. Whether or not I'm going to be chill because Hogan's on now, he's probably going to find a way to get <laughs> under my skin here and get me all riled up again. But 0.0% uh, chance you are going to be chill by the end of this, buddy. <laughs> this is still more fun than what I had to deal with today. So, <laughs> yes, I hope my kids feel better tomorrow so I don't have to deal with it again. My poor wife being home with the kids doesn't have to deal with it either. So let's get into this so I can be end my chill time. I'm chill right now, but I think it's going to end – Really, really fast here. So, let's, gentlemen, let's, start let's, your engines. Let's go, baby. Get fired up, Burge. First things first, we're going to talk some coaching, and I'm I'm already fired up. Getting ready to talk about this. My man, Bill Belichick, does not have a job. All the coaching jobs have been filled in the NFL, and Bill Belichick is not among the NFL coaches. Now, if he doesn't pick up a, an assistant coaching job, which I don't envision that he will. I think it's going to be the first year since like 1970 something that he's not in, in, an NFL head coach, wow. which is pretty wild to think about. Like you think about how long that is. What's that like 50, almost 50 years that he he's been involved in the NFL and he doesn't have a job. So now, now I'm fired up. What do you guys think about that? I know Joe, Joe was calling for his yeah. head about three months ago saying he sucks. He can't coach anymore. But like, dude, I think, I think I said it like a couple weeks ago, bro, dude, just cause I didn't want him as coach of the Patriots. You walked it back. You walked it back. Yeah, dude. I didn't want him. Dude. I was just done. Dude. It was just like, bro, we talked about the same situation with Brady, dude. It was just over. It was just over, bro. Mm -hmm. And it was, and it was guys like you. And there was guys like me and we were both fucking right, dude. At the end of the day, we were both right. I was right. He got it. He got his job fucking cut. And you were right when it's like, dude, there is a lot of merit behind keeping him with there's there's 20 whatever years of merit behind keeping him. So I don't know. I, I it's shocking is probably not the right way to put it, because you can't be shocked at a 71 year old coach who went four and 13. You know what I mean? If you just look mm -hmm. at it in a vacuum, you can't be shocked. But if you look at it through obviously Patriots goggles that we have and obvious like NFL legacy goggles that like everybody, everybody on here knows that like what, what kind of legacy Phil, uh, uh, Bill has. So yeah, I think the, I think the second coach we're going to talk about today may be a little bit more shocking, but I think this one is, is it, I don't want to say sad because I don't think Bill Belichick is like a sad, like I don't think it's a sad story. Like it's a success story, but it, it is a sad kind of like way to go out. It sucks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the same page in terms of it's it's certainly surprising that he didn't get an offer from anybody or maybe he did get an offer. We don't know. Um, but the fact that he he didn't land somewhere is definitely surprising to me in terms of, you know, there there's teams that are there that are so desperate um, that take ridiculous chances on anybody or just stupid. I mean, Christ sakes, guys the Giants signed Daniel Jones to that deal. And you're going to sit there and tell me that there's 32 other head coaches right now that are better than Bill Belichick. I highly doubt it. Mm. But at the same time, 
desperate times, desperate measures, right? So, like you said, Joe, it's it's hard for uh, an owner or GM to sit there and say, you know, how much can I really invest in a guy at this age that's going to be able to take me to the promised land for the next 10 plus years? He's not going to coach till he's 80 something years old. I'm sorry. Right. It's just, it's not going to happen. But at the same time, I'm very, very surprised there aren't teams out there that have that, you know, one or two year window where maybe that window's closing with either the players you got or the contracts that are running out where it's like, you know what, fuck it. We got to take a chance with, with the, the greatest coach of all time and see if he can pull it off. But Again, jury's still out. You don't know what could happen going into next year. Mm. Maybe he's sitting and waiting. I mean, like I said, not to touch on what you're going to talk about, Burgess, but maybe he's sitting and waiting for that right job. We don't know yet. That right job? That's the job that I was saying he was going to get this year, and that's Dallas. If Dallas underachieves again next year in the playoffs, Jerry Jones already came out and said, you know, talked about Bill, how we can work with him and all that. But you got to think that the leash in Dallas on McCarthy is is extremely short, despite the regular season success. If they melt down in the playoffs again next year in the first game, look for that to happen. Look for him to get lose his job, and look for Bill to be sitting there if he's still in the you know the mindset to coach again. If he doesn't enjoy his year off doing whatever he's going to do with TV or whatever, um, keep an eye out on that because I think that that's a again still a possibility, and I can sit here a year from now and be like, I was right a year ago. And I'm really hoping for that moment, especially for to, to throw in YouTube's face. I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love it to finally be able to do that. Cause I don't get to do that very often, but I, I well, well, you're you, wrong a bunch. Or? I am wrong a bunch. Yeah, <laughs> obviously that's why, that's why I'm on a podcast here. I just, I just come down here to get out my bad takes. Let's be real. But all seriousness, like, did you guys see the report about, you know, Hogan, you brought up about him maybe getting an offer and he turned it down, but did you see what Boomer Science has said, said, this week on his talk show about how Atlanta did offer him the job, but he turned it down. I think I sent you the tweet, Joe. Yeah. And you, I, we were, yeah, it was over control, right? It, it, that's got to be my guess is it probably the control. Guess, yeah. And I don't know. It, for me, if, if he turned it down because he didn't get the control, that's, on I him. mean, that's on him. Absolutely. It's absolutely on Bill Belichick. And, you know, that that could very well be the reason he doesn't but like, end up the dude, record. why would you – why do you say he's going to go to the Cowboys if he's never going to have control with the Cowboys? Are you saying that he's going to let Jerry Jones pick his players for him, but he's not going to let a GM in, like, Atlanta pick his players for him? I just don't see him – one, I don't – I don't – I don't know, dude. It's such a weird situation. He's literally the best to ever fucking do it. And I think that in the back of his head, he knows he doesn't have to pass Shula to have that public opinion change. You know what I mean? I think everybody already thinks that. And I think the farther removed you get from that 413 season he just turned in, I think the stronger the public opinion gets in his favor as to being the GOAT coach. You know what I mean? And I I know that that number might be important to him, but I think that the public opinion should trump that you know what i mean like i'll go as far as michael jordan has more rings than it has less has half as many rings as bill russell but like people watched you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like michael jordan play like not a lot of people watch bill russell like not a lot of people in the grand scheme of things watch the 70s dolphins compared to the 2001 through 2019 patriots so like i think there's a little bit of that going in but i just think that there's, there's two scenarios here. Either that report's bullshit or it's over control. And I think if it was over control, that he's done in the league. I don't think if it was over mm-hmm. control, I think he's done. If he didn't actually get an offer and turn it down because of control, 
I think there's a shot he gets a, a job next year because if he gets it, he can get a job next year and he won't he won't have control. I don't think that you give a guy control after a year out of the league at 72 years old and now he's making short sighted decisions. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I think I I don't know. There's you definitely bring up a good point, but like I don't know. I don't know if they, if it was over control, if he did put it down, that contradicts kind of like, I don't want to say you, but it contradicts a lot of other people, things that the same media pundits are saying. Like he's laying in the weights in Dallas or with the Philly and shit like that. I mean, real quick before I go to you, Hogan, here, I'll, I'll just say this. I think you brought up the public opinion. Whether he breaks Shula's record or not, the public opinion on him is not going to change. The people that don't think he's the greatest coach are not going to change their opinion because he passes Don Shula at age 73. When he has as many losses as he has in his career, I think he already has everybody. There's nobody. There's exactly. nobody left who's going to be like, "Oh my god, he reached that number. Now mm-hmm. he's the best coach." You know what I mean, dude? Because like, if you think about it, he could go fucking eight and nine, eight and nine next two seasons, not even make the fucking playoffs, and still fucking break the record. What does that do to your legacy, Bill? I think going eight and nine, eight and nine, not making the playoffs twice in a row, showing no fucking improvement on a team that was already doing that, and then breaking the record does more to hurt his legacy Agreed. than it does to improve his legacy. Agreed. So I think he's playing it. If he turned down that fucking Falcons job, Bill, come on the pod first. But Bill, <laughs> you're playing you're playing a dangerous fucking game, bro. Absolutely. But in in terms of that though, you bring up a good point that I'm I'm curious now. If he did if the, let's say the report's true and he did turn down the job, my question for that though is if you compare the two jobs with Dallas versus Atlanta, right? Who's more ready to win the Super Bowl? Dallas. 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 So does he need to have as much control with the roster that's already built there? Where if you look at Atlanta, you can't sit there and tell me they're Super Bowl ready, where he's going to need that control to build the roster he wants on top of what's already there. That's all I'm saying. No, it, I I'm agree, not, but I'm I don't not, think Atlanta's as far yeah. away as a lot of people think because I think if you put a competent head coach in a legitimate, like, Pro Bowl, maybe not, like, superstar, but you put, like, a Pro Bowl, like, serviceable, like, Kirk Cousins-level quarterback there with, like, a Bill Belichick type, even, like, even like just a stable NFL quarterback, I mean, NFL head coach, I think that team makes a, a big stride, a stretch, like, like Hogan, sh- I mean, uh, like, Bears shits on that division all the time, dude. All you need is a fucking monkey with a pulse and you can win 10 games in that fucking division. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't think that, I, I agree a hundred percent with you, Hogan. I think that Bill might be more he might have an easier time bending the knee when it's a team that's closer to the top, where it's basically like he's the cherry on top versus maybe like in Atlanta where he'd be like, No, I need more control here because I think we're far we need to steer the, I need to have more control over steering where this is going. Because real quick, I want to just say that if if he goes to Atlanta and he does not have control over the quarterback that's brought down there, you have Mac Jones 2.0 all over again down in Atlanta. That's true. Valid, everybody valid everybody knows. Everybody knows yeah. at this point he wanted nothing to do with Mac Jones with the way he treated that kid this last year. I mean, you name another time in history you've seen a quarterback go through what the hell Mac Jones went through this year. You knew Belichick had gripe with that kid and wanted him destroyed. Absolutely. Let's move on to another surprising coach that did not get a job this year that I think once he was fired, everybody was like, he's going to be one of the top candidates out there. And that's Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel did not end up with a head coaching job in the NFL this year. I'm, I'm honestly stunned about this as well. And I'm wondering if he ends up getting picked up for a defensive coordinator type job, or if he ends up sitting the whole year out because he, he, he did a great job in Tennessee getting, you know, with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback with what they did getting into the playoffs, 
yeah, they didn't win any Super Bowls, but I believe they did get to an AFC Championship game. I think it was in yeah. 2019 they did. Uh, but yeah, very very surprising. And I I would have been, I would have honestly signed up to have him here over Gerard Mayo in in New England. So like obviously now you see the coaching staff in New England getting filled out. Maybe you walk that back a little bit, but yeah, very 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 surprising to see him not get a head coaching job. I. The thing with I think Vrabel is a perfect. We were talking about these turnkey organizations, right? I think Vrabel would be a great candidate for somewhere like the Cowboys or the Eagles. I think he's a. I think he's the personality and the he he has the personality and he's has the experience like being a New England Patriot where you're playing in a media market like Dallas and uh, Philadelphia. Those are media markets, and I think that. He's a prick, but he's like a good prick. You know what I mean? He's like the good kind. He's like a football prick. And I I can see him wanting a lot of control. See, we're almost having the same conversation. Dude, I feel like Vrabel is kind of a lot like Bill in the sense where he's like, I think there's a lot, a lot of positives that you can see from taking or giving Vrabel, I don't want to say full control, but a lot of control. Because, I mean, he's he makes the A.J. Brown pick, and then he's against the A.J. Brown trade. You know what I mean? That dude's a legit superstar. He goes there, and he turns around Ryan Tannenhill. You know what I mean? He comes from he comes from Miami, and they go deep in the playoffs a couple times. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. I think he'd be the perfect guy to pair up with, like, a Dak or a Jalen Hurts or, like, a kind of that kind of player. So, I think it's almost – it's kind of weird that – we're having the same conversation about Bill is variable, but I think that I don't think he turned. I don't think he got offered any of these jobs. Maybe it's been floated like Bill did, but I don't know. He, he's I would love to have him in the wing and he seems like a plug and play guy, man. Yeah, variable for me, it's it's interesting because, I mean, I saw that ridiculous report. I think it was, I don't know if it was today or when oh, it came out about report it. about how big he is. Yeah. Get the it fuck out of here yeah. with that. Get the come on. If that's the case, then Dan Campbell never should have gotten a job in the first place. So get the fuck out of there. Uh, Andy Reid weighs more than my fucking car. <laughs> no shit, right? The walrus himself. Um, but no, speaking of Dan Campbell, like it, I'm curious what you guys think about this. Is this an tell me if I'm wrong or not? Vrabel puts out a non-gambling Dan Campbell vibe. Where he's that kind of that coach that can get the best out of his players, but he's not going to go for it on fourth down every time. Where, like I said, he might not be the rah rah that Dan Campbell is, but he's like you were touching on Joe. He he got the best out of those players in Tennessee. Like on what planet did anybody think that Ryan Tannehill would be a average to above average quarterback after what the shit show he had in Miami? I didn't, and the fact that Vrabel got them to an AFC championship, I mean. That, that speaks volumes. But at the same time, Rex Ryan also brought the Jets to the AFC Championship <laughs> twice. So yeah, kind of tells you all you need to know. You could win a game 10 to 9 in the, in the playoffs. <laughs> did, did, did you guys see the uh, the report from Diana Rossini of The Athletic today, earlier I think today? We were just we were yeah. literally just talking about that. She, about she, Rabel she, size? Yeah. So she, she had yeah. wrote an article that quoted about a GM saying his physical stature yeah. Like may have been a factor as to why he didn't get a job, and she she laughed at him when when you know good the GM Good for said you, it. Diana. Come on but the, the, G, the GM the GM doubled down and said, "quote I'm just telling you, I've been in rooms, and somebody's physical pre presence can make a difference." I think that's absolute BS. That's absolute yeah. BS. They're all football players for God's well, sake. Well, it's B it's BS in the grand scheme. Like it's BS. Like I can't believe that's swaying a decision, but it's not BS as in like 
dude, like the way the human mind, the human body works, dude, like these owners are in these meetings, right? Have you, do you know why Mark Davis is like fucking 5'8", dude? It doesn't you know surprise I mean? like, me. It doesn't these, surprise me. <laughs> dude, these guys, like Dan Schneider is a tiny fucking guy. Like, I don't want to say there's a trend here. Like, Robert Kraft is a little guy, bro. Like, he's I've been around little, him. I've stood next dude. to him. I've stood next to him. Kraft's little, dog. Like, And we know and... Burgess is tiny. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> but I think, but it, dude, these guys are evil, maniacal fucking billionaires, dude. They're literally evil villains. I don't care. Like, dude, I love Robert Kraft. And like I lo- like I love the NFL, dude. It's run by they're evil fucking villains, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're evil. They're they're fucking they're the Joker on steroids, bro. They're evil villains. And like this this report did not surprise me at all. Like I, this is the most petty fucking billionaire ownership I've ever heard in my entire fucking life. I bet you could go back and find some owners who are little and they only hire like little fucking guys. Like, dude, Bill's not a tall guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying. Pete Carroll, not a big guy. Just saying. Yeah, you could be onto something there. I I just personally think that that whole notion is just is, is laughable. I would laugh too. Good good for you, Diana, because I would have laughed just the same yeah. way, same way. But yeah, I can't, yeah. dude. I can't believe I can't like I cannot believe that would sway your decision to picking a football coach. Like, oh here, all right. Let's look, look at his resume. Oh my God! He played middle. He played linebacker for the Patriots. Wow! He had an illustrious, long NFL career. Wow, man! I hope he isn't tall. Like you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what? Like coming? Oh, dude, you're you're bigger than I expected. Yeah. Like, bro, I'm on TV every fucking Sunday, and I played in the fucking NFL. What did you expect, Minnie Mouse, to come in here? Like this? So this fucking bullshit. <laughs> like they're shocked. They're like, "Oh my god, dude, Mike Vrabel's big!" Like, dude, fuck off. Absolutely. So annoying. Absolutely. Those people get paid. I'm sorry to go on a rant, dude. <laughs> Let's but this go. Is the shit, this is the shit people get paid millions of dollars. Like the person who like told that guy that, and then told Diana Rossini that guy's worth a billion dollars. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, dude? That that guy who didn't hire Mike Vrabel because he's tall and big. Is worth nine million times more than I am. That makes me very mad. That makes me actually. It's like how how are we supposed to have this Darwinism and this fucking in like primal instinct where only the fucking good make it? I mean, no, this dumbass who won't hire a fucking NFL coach who's fucking six two. Like, oh my god, I feel less of a man because the man who runs my football team is tall. He's tall. <laughs> Fuck off, man. I'm sorry, bro. Oh, man. That was good. That's a good way to close out Mike Vrabel there. We'll see what happens yeah. with him. We'll see what happens with him going forward. I'm in the ballpark that he's going to sit a year out. I think you guys kind of agree with that. Um, so we'll see. We'll I think see he's the he kind of guy that can. He's still young, dude. He's not even not yeah. 50. He's going to be sought out. He's going to be sought after next year as well. So uh, another interesting hire, the last one we're going to talk about here. I think has some serious implications as to where the NFL draft goes. And that's former Arizona Cardinals head coach Cliff Kingsbury being hired as the offensive coordinator for the Washington commanders after he withdrew his name from the Raiders search. So it sounded like a, like earlier this week that Cliff Kingsbury was going to be the uh, offensive coordinator for the Raiders. 
He's not. He withdrew his name. He's going to be in the com- with the commanders. We all know about his ties to USC. The projected number one overall pick this year is the quarterback from USC, Caleb Williams. We'll see where – does that mean Washington is going to potentially trade up? Or does Washington know something where Chicago is not going to take a quarterback and they're going to make a pick as a non-quarterback at number one? I want to get your thoughts on this, uh, guys, because I think it's going to have serious implications not only for the rest of the NFL draft but obviously for our New England Patriots. Hogan, where do you sit on this? Uh, I, I got to look at it as impartial because – we don't know shit until Chicago decides to do with that number one pick. Um, as much as I'd love to see sit here and be a, a crystal ball reader uh, at the end of the day, if, if Justin Fields is still the quarterback for the Chicago bears after that first pick is taken, who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, um, having said that, it's definitely an interesting hire in terms of what they're looking for. If they are going for the Williams route in Washington, uh, again, I, I'm going to double down on everything I said in the podcast. I originally guest starred and was I'm, I'm out on this kid. I'm out on college quarterbacks. I, I can't <laughs> I can't do this with the college quarterbacks anymore. They're they're horrendous. Ninety nine percent of the time they're not worth uh, the, the pickup top like that. Um, I mean, but at the end of the day, too, you got to look at it as Dan Quinn being the, the coach of the Reds. Redskins, there we go again. <laughs> uh, commanders. Fucking one podcast. Uh, yeah, fucking I, canceled, dude. Yeah, my bad. My well, trust me. Just wait. There's more in tow for that. <laughs> um, no, I, with Dan Quinn being the the head coach, you, you know he's a defensive minded guy. He had to go and make a big splash signing in terms of an OC that's gonna you know do something and either revolutionize something or make them look crazier than they actually are. So we'll see. I, I'm. I'm out on Washington regardless until Chicago decides to do something with that first pick. Yeah. I mean, there's no, literally no less sound reason than that. Like there's no, nothing better than like you're a hundred percent. Right. And I think parlaying off that, I think fucking the commanders are overplaying their hand. They, somebody, somebody somewhere figured out or quote unquote figured out what Chicago is doing with that first pick. And they were like, hey, Kingsbury, I think we might be able to get Williams with the second pick without moving up. And that's exactly why he withdrew from the Raiders job and came over. And then this is all happening while fucking uh, who's fucking uh, pothead space cadet uh, podcast Colin Cowherd floats out there about um, that dude smokes a lot of weed, bro. I (laughs) I don't even know. I don't have I have no source. I have no source. No source. I didn't know for a, I know a guy that smokes weed. That guy <laughs> smokes weed. But um, he said he was saying all that shit about Williams's dad being like, we don't want to fucking play for the Bears. So, like, do they think we're dumb? Like, all of this shit is happening at the same fucking time. And it's like, dude, you owe, like, if you let the Bears know that you're gonna do that, they're just gonna take Caleb Williams and hold him fucking hostage. Or they're going to hit up, hit up the Patriots and be like, yo, dude, we're not taking a fucking quarterback. They are. Do you want the number one pick? We'll give it a, a discounted rate because we know we're not paid. We know they're picking a quarterback and we know we're going to get Marvin Harrison Jr. at three number, uh, no matter what. So 
I don't know. I think I think to be my my whole read on this situation is I think that the commanders are overplaying their fucking hand. I think that this is only beneficial to the Bears. I think the Bears are, have nailed the last two drafts, and this draft hasn't even fucking happened yet. Yeah, I mean, you could be you could be onto something there. I I don't know so much about overplaying their hand. Maybe that they, they did have some sort of inside knowledge, like you what you talked about, but. I think they're Dude, prepared. Don't, don't I think they're prepared the to hiring move. until after the draft. You can you can hire an OC after the draft and tell Williams that you're going to hire Clint Kingsbury after the draft. You know what I mean? What if Kingsbury just pulls out of the Raiders and just doesn't fucking say anything? I think that then you have the same. You're in the same situation, but Chicago has no idea what you're trying to do. Maybe it was a slight overplay, but I think that the if they're doing this, I think the Commanders are prepared to to move up a spot. I think they're prepared to be in that sweepstakes. And if they move if I, up, I'm wrong. I, I'll I'll give you that. It, My bad. If I'm Chicago, I'm, I'm letting I'm letting Washington pay me to move up, and then I'm moving out of two. I'm gonna do the same thing. I'm gonna keep moving. And you can imagine the amount of assets they're gonna acquire for that to do that twice. They already have a ton from the trade they made last year, which was an absolute slam dunk, giving up that pick for you know, which ended up turning into Bryce Young, and unbelievable asset management in Chicago. Could they do it again this year? I think it's absolutely on the table. I think it's absolutely on the table that they could do that. If not, they'll get some team that that knows Washington wants Caleb Williams, and they'll they'll find a team that's going to leapfrog them just as easily. Hey, if, the, if it's the Patriots, absolutely, they want Caleb Williams. They'll they'll leapfrog. But I'm in agreement with Hogan. I want no part of it. I want no part of it. I know you. I don't know where you sit on it, but no, I'm, I'm good. I'm, Oh, I'm sorry. If you're talking, I'm just saying I want no part of it, man. I want no part of it. Rookie quarterback. It's not because it's not. I haven't been brainwashed by the podcast yet, but I will say that I'm just like not overly impressed with like any. I think what the quality you're gonna get at three is you're gonna get at the second. You're gonna get in the second round, and I think that we're we're in for a bridge quarterback no matter what because I think that anybody besides Caleb Williams is gonna need to sit behind somebody. So that's kind of where I'm at. My opinion, Caleb Williams is going to need to sit up. Sit I don't think, see, but he's not, though. He's, he's not, not going he's to. Not that, he's not that. It's just like his personality is just not going to. He's just not going to sit behind somebody. I know. I'm he's saying in terms bag. of his I'm, I'm saying in terms of his development, he's going to need to sit. Yes, yeah. Hogan. Hogan's spot on. We, we, we agree with that. We There's no argument that the kid needs to sit. But at the end of the day, if you're reading the reports about this fucking clown, Come on, he wants part ownership of whatever team drafts him. <laughs> he's he's demanding That's that certain teams don't touch him. Heard. Get like get the fuck out. Who are you? Who are you? And granted, Joe, you went on your tangent about the billionaire, this the teeny tiny billionaires. Um there you think anybody in their right mind is gonna give a fucking rookie that's unproven any part of a fucking ownership? Get out of here. And when dude, especially with the Bears, uh, one of the probably 50 most valuable sports franchises in the entire fucking world. Get the hell out of here. I mean, you could be the most talented player on the planet, which I'm sure everybody, a lot of people are saying that Caleb Williams is a once in a generation talent. But at the end of the day, the red flags from the mentality of this kid, I want absolutely fucking nothing to do with you mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Just stay the fuck away from us. I'd rather uh, you're going to bury me for this one, but I'll take 10 more years of Mac Jones before I want Caleb Williams. All right. I'll let's not it. get fucking. No, 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 I'd like to report an emergency. Yeah. Hogan has perpetrated fucking mental abuse on the podcast. That's fucking 10 years of Matt Jones. Jesus Christ, dude. That's yeah. What are you drinking tonight? That's what I want to know. Like if you're, 
if we're going if we're going this route, like you're telling me you want Mac Jones. Oh, I like, didn't say I want him. I'm just saying. No, you say you take. Okay, let me rephrase. You said you take yeah. ten years of Mac Jones over drafting Caleb Williams and taking a shot on him. Dude, you got to be drinking if, something good. If yeah, if, dude, because you could take three shots in the next ten years if you have Mac Jones. You know what I mean? We could be. We'll be picking in the top three if we have Mac Jones the next ten years. So just keep taking fucking shots. You know See, I mean? fuck it. We'll See, fuck. Positives. Oh my God. I'm not with I'm, that. I'm spending it with positives. All right, all right. But enjoy. Caleb get Williams. off the negatives. Go. <laughs> all right, let's do it, boys. A uh, little new segment called "What You Drinking." Uh, I don't know how obvious it's been to everybody else, but uh, sometimes uh, Burge and I like to have a couple drinks on the podcast. I don't think get it's into ever it. hurt anybody. <laughs> has it hurt my? Has it hurt my Wednesdays? As we record on two, has it hurt my Wednesdays? Oh yeah. Oh is yeah. It, is a little bit is a little, little bit of crusties a little bit of crusties waking up oh yeah but it's all worth it so uh what we're gonna do is it's gonna be a quick one just for, uh just for the boys here we're just gonna go around the room we're gonna talk about what you're drinking what you got and then uh so i'll lead off here i'll show the camera i have uh shout out uh market basket in uh hook set with a decent craft beer selection i've got the uh check pilsner by moat mountain Ooh, I went to Florida State University. I uh, so I uh, went to school for four years, kind of like right near where this is brewed. Ended up drinking a lot of this in college because it was a cheap, decent beer. So uh, shout out to the people at Moat. You guys make a great pilsner. I love a Czech pilsner. Um, and yeah, what do you got, Hogan? Oh well, you know, I just I, I thought of the next ten years with Mac Jones, and I figured, you know what, <laughs> might as well go grab some Fireball and and really get myself oh. fucked up tonight. So fuck yeah. Down, down the hatch, boys. Fuck yeah. Oh, man. Guys, what that, are you sipping, kid? You did that to yourself. You're the one that brought up Mac Jones. You did that to yourself. You got no one to good complain. a little self-sabotage. Good thing. Uh, dude, like it's like, ball. you ever seen that dude who has the uh, the pair of scissors taped to the bottle of Jack Daniels, and he keeps playing rock, paper, scissors, shoot, and, like, purposely <laughs> losing? That's Hogan right now. That's Hogan right now. He's like, yeah, I want 10 more years of Mac Jones. He's like, give me a shot. We got 10 more years of Mac. Let's, let's do it. Can't get any worse, boys. First, what are you sipping? Hit me with it. In my lovely sunflower cup, my wife's cup here, I got here. Uh, my signature drink from college was not a beer, believe it or not. It was the trusty Captain Morgan rum. So I have a nice captain and diet here. My favorite uh, hard liquor drink when I want to break from any kind of beer, I go with that. Had plenty of nights in college. Sauce like it's Coors Light, dude. It's concerning. Dude. So many nights in college that I would show up with a handle of Captain, and between me and a buddy, we would fucking kill that thing. And I would be dead. I'd have to work like at my, my retail store at 10 a.m. And on that Sunday, I'd wake up, go to bed at 5, wake up at like 9, just like, oh, my God, I have a headache. I don't feel good. Show up to work. And just Are you talking about Models? Of course I am. Oh, dude, you worked at Models. I worked at Models for like six years. In That's college. Too I worked. Good, I, I, I got him a job. Like six months. I got him a job there, and he quit. And he quit. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> That's too good, dude. There's a. It's so funny in college. You're like, bro. I remember, dude. I worked at a ski mountain, right? And we worked parking, so we used to have to be there like before, bro. It was that. It was kind of gas because like we would show up like really early, right? And we would get out maybe like 11 o'clock or noon. So we would have the rest of the day to go skiing. And our, obviously our employment would come with a free pass. But I remember, dude, going to, if we'd look at the clock, dude, you'd be like having the best night of your life. Look at the clock. It's two. And like, I have to be awake driving on the highway in two and a half hours. 
Like, it's just such a preposterous thing. And then you'd be like, oh, okay, time to smoke my last cigarette, drink my last beer, and walk uh, three, four miles in the snow, like, across campus, and then go to bed and wake up in two hours, and then drive 40 minutes to the mountain and go work all day. And then... Then somehow I had enough energy to go skiing for the rest of the day. And then I'd come home and do it all over again. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's now oh, it's like, dude, I have like three beers on the podcast and I'm like, texting work. I'm like, yeah, work from home day. Um, I'll be available <laughs> anytime after 9 a.m. <laughs> like, Speaking like somebody who just turned 30 or is about to turn I'm, 30. Oh, right there. dude, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> I'm staring the fucking bed. You know, the, you know, the year where it like start, like you get to the year where your birthday is, you know what I mean? So like I turned. I turned 30 in 2024, like seeing 2024 and it like doing the math in your head as it to being 30 years away from the year you were born. Jarring, fucking jarring. Listen, Writing it, looking I, at it. Tearing I don't, 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 don't want to hear it, man. I'm three weeks away from being 35. Oof. Well, it's like, dude, what are you going to do? What, are you going to run for president? Like, let's talk when we get to 40, bro. It's a big 4-0. I'm flying home for your 40th. We're getting weird. <laughs> anyway, let's get on. Yeah, I might need three days. I might need three days off to recover from that. <laughs> yeah, you know, we need we'll need three days off to do what we're doing. And then you'll need to take the the proceed the 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 next three days off to just recover from it. It is exactly. it is crazy. It is crazy. It's like a switch. You hit a switch at like 24, 25, and it's like it's over. And then with 30? The, the the switch from 30 for me was the worst. It was yeah. absolutely the worst. I hit I 30 and it was like Oh my god! And then I had a kid, and like, let me tell you, you guys that don't have kids, being hungover when you have a screaming baby waking you up oh. at six thirty in the morning is the absolute worst feeling in the world. I've done it maybe twice. I've learned not to do it anymore, but those two times, those days, awful, awful experience. I can remember them. They're like imprinted in my brain. Don't do, don't do it, Burge. Don't do it again. You don't want to do it. It's all there. So it's so it's bad, right? So it's bad. Oh, yeah, horrible. Uh, oh, that's that sucks. Yes, it was because like. it's because of my choices. Yes, I understand that. Hey, hey <laughs> and I wouldn't change anything. It. I wouldn't you change anything. It. You said it, not as me. I'm dealing, one... As I'm dealing, as I'm. He's with... one of the most accurate shooters in the area. You leave him alone. <laughs> you leave him alone. Burge, you empty that clip. You have my permission to empty that clip at any point in time. All right, brother. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> All right, that's a good that's a good point to move it along here. Anyways. <laughs> hey Bears, let's talk about your balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That'd be a All great right, I'll podcast. See you, I'll, I'll, I'll see you guys later. Uh... <laughs> oh yeah, Hogan would have wanted done, but <laughs> all right. What game what a game what game's coming up this weekend, Bears? Tell me. We got a big one. We got the big game. Super Bowl. I don't even know what number it is. What number are we on? Fifty seven? When is Super Bowl 60? Can we just skip to that? Is this 57? I'm like, I'm... What? I don't even know what Super Bowl number it is. I'm going to be honest Dude, with you. Taylor Swift is going to be playing quarterback for the Chiefs when they get to Super Bowl 60. That's how 58. Swift is going to get. It's 58. Super it's Bowl 58. 58. Okay, so that's not too crazy. Unreal to believe it's No, it is, cra- it is crazy. The Patriots won their first Super Bowl in 36. I know. It's been freaking 22 years. <sighs> 22 years, man. Like we said, oh. we just talked about it. We're getting old. But yes, we have another game. San Francisco and Kansas City. A rematch. This is a rematch of a Super Bowl, which I believe was four years ago, right? Four years ago, 2020, uh, 2019 season, 2020 Super Bowl. 
Kansas City got the best of San Francisco in that one. But I want to hit on this. What happened after the last time these two teams played in the Super Bowl? You guys know? You guys should know. Uh, glo- a global pandemic murdered millions of people. The world went to shit. COVID. Really don't want that to happen again. But given the lead up to this game and everything that we've had to listen to in the media leading up to this game, for me, the world is going to shit. All these comparisons from Patrick Mahomes to Tom Brady, if he wins this game, is Mahomes already the GOAT? You have the whole Taylor Swift factor. I don't really want to spend time talking about that on here because I don't think it warrants our full analysis and attention. But there's that whole factor to it. You got the whole Kelsey thing. I This is a Super Bowl I'm not all that thrilled about having to watch. I know who I want to win. I know who I think is going to win. But, Joe, I want to get your thoughts on it before I decide to give my bad takes. Um, so I, I agree with what, a lot of what you're saying. I don't think this is, uh, especially for New England fans, but I think NFL fans, I'm not hundred percent sure. This is like, if you put a gun to everybody's head before the championship Sunday, I don't think this is the, um, I don't think this is the, uh, I don't think this is the matchup everybody wanted, but the caveat to that is I think this might be the best game. Um, I think there's a possibility that this could be one of the better games in the last maybe five or 10 Super Bowls. I know we've had a couple good ones, but uh, I think this could be, uh, this could be a monumental matchup. You're, you're talking about a team that is fucking loaded. I mean, you could just go through the front seven alone of, of the Niners and you can pick off household names going up against the gen- the generational talent of this era of NFL players and NFL quarterbacks. So I think it's a monumental matchup. I think that, the fact that the 49ers could finally get over the hump, the fact that Mahomes could win his third and four years or five, third and four, right? Yeah, third and f- third and yeah. five, third and five, third and five, third and yeah. five years. So, like, I think that there is compelling, uh, there's a compelling reason for either of these teams to win the game. I think the the matchups that we have here, I have a couple matchups to go through in a second. Uh, the matchups that you have are super intriguing. The fact that you they, literally these are this is how these are the two ways you can build a franchise in the NFL. You can nail mm-hmm. the quarterback like the Patriots did for 20 years and you can fucking piecemeal it around them and you're going to be fucking competing. Or you can absolutely go out and buy a Ferrari and you can find any Joe Schmo to drive it. So I think this is a, a battle of um, ideology. Do you want the driver or do you want the car? Damn. Absolutely. Go ahead, Hogan. I was going to say, I don't know how to follow that up at all. A little too profound say, for me. I know. It's a little, I was going to say, get your stripes. Go. Well, I mean, I was just going to say the game's going to suck. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> 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 no. Uh, no, no, no. I, I, I don't disagree with you, Joe. Like I said, it's, it's definitely, I think, um, in in America's heart and mind, everybody and their mother wanted Detroit, obviously, on that field to to make it interesting. Yes, we know, Burgess, you wanted them. I mean, like I said, it would have been – how cool would that have been, that, that early, that week one matchup where Kansas City kicked off against Detroit and Detroit beat them? And that would that would just been that would have been great. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and now, granted, obviously, we like like you, you touched on, we got <clears throat> the the Super Bowl rematch from four or five years ago, five whatever years, it was, four years ago. Yep, two thousand. Um, I, I, dude, I have the game log up here. It's a fascinating game. It's a fascinating box score. That it's 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 actually crazy to think back. I do remember watching that game, thinking I don't really care who wins because at the time, 
Mahomes wasn't really Mahomes yet. I mean, he was obviously he had the 50 touchdowns and he was going mm-hmm. crazy, but he hadn't won the ring yet. And I'm I'm just impartial on the 49ers because they're just there. I don't care whether they win or lose typically. Um, but now the the stakes have changed so much. Burge, you touched on the fact that everybody's comparing Mahomes to Brady, and I know you don't like hearing that, but it's kind of hard to not start looking that way if Mahomes keeps doing what he's doing. And it's uh, as Patriot it's fans, it's, it's, that's it. As a Patriot fan, it, it eats you up. You don't want to see it. It's, it's not ideal. However, with the, the new NFL that we are a part of in, in fans of and watching, the numbers are always going to be skewed to towards Mahomes if he has a lengthy career, because it's a pass first league mm-hmm. and the rules benefit Mahomes. They benefit the receivers. They benefit the offense that the NFL wants teams to score 50 points a game. There's no if, ands or buts about it. They don't want to see a three to nothing, six to three matchup. I mean, just look at all the playoffs that happened this year, all the games that happened, everything was high scoring. They want it like that. But at the end of the day, uh, it, the NFL, I think got what they wanted for the matchup. I think you got, Honestly, I think you do have the two best teams representing their conferences in the Super Bowl. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'll push back a little bit. I don't think it's the two best teams. I think Baltimore. The Ravens better. are better than the Chiefs. The Ravens the Ra- are the best team in the league. I don't care what anybody says. I know Flock Boy Joe has his strong opinions about that. But yes, the Chiefs did end up winning the game. The NFL got their storyline. They do have a ton of storylines that they gained by Kansas City making the Super Bowl. You talk about, I brought up the whole Brady versus Mahomes thing. I'm not ready to do that yet. If he wins this game, absolutely. You could start, you could start starting those conversations and, and having it. But you got you to gotta remember that Brady was a part of two dynasties, if you really want to think about it. The way that he won early on in his career and then in the, the later stages of his career in the 2010s. So, yes, you can start the conversations about comparing the two, but like, these people that are coming out in the media saying that, like, oh, Mahomes is already the GOAT. He wins this game, he's the GOAT no matter what. You can't go there yet. You can't. You have to see what Mahomes does in the second half of his career. And I'm honestly skeptical because of the way that he plays. His mobility and the way that he scrambles a lot. He's going to lose that, as we just talked about. You get to 30 and they all kind of – your body kind of starts I, to fall apart. And that, I, get he's a, the, I get he's a professional that, athlete. It's different. But, like, it's it's true. Look at somebody like Cam Newton. And the guy that was a prolific Dude, but player. He does not. He does not take hits like Cam Newton. I understand. He does, that. He's not even. He's not even close to a mobile quarterback. He's, I understand he's, that. He's dude. He's Aaron Rodgers. Dude, Aaron Rodgers played till he was forty. I understand. Aaron that, Rodgers, it, dude, it, dude. Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers are much more closer in play style than Mahomes and fucking Vic fair. or uh, Jackson. And, I, I and agree. Mahomes. I mean, uh, in Allen. So I think, dude, I think he's gonna have no problem having uh having the career. The only thing is, is his coach is old, way too early in his career. Tom Brady didn't have that. And the second thing is, is dude, he plays the, the, the way he plays. I'm not talking about injury, but the way he plays might not be conducive to winning forever. You know what I mean? He's just, he, the way he plays is just, it's, it's sometimes it's a little too off script. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry. I just had to push back on that little part. Cause I don't think, I think the best part about Mahomes is he's a mobile quarterback that doesn't run and put himself in those. But, but that's situations. what I'm saying. I wasn't necessarily implying that he's going to get hurt. I, I was implying the fact that like, he's not going to be able to be as mobile as he is now, as he gets older, it's not going to happen. So 
the real the real question on Mahomes and his longevity and his comparison to Brady is how he's able to adapt his game as he enters his 30s because he's what 28, 29 right now. So if he's able to adapt his game, and I know the NFL changes the rules to make it so that these offenses are so high powered these days and that the NFL wants all these points. But if he's able to adapt his game again with a new head coach and a new possibly a new system, because again, Andy Reid is what in his mid 60s. Who knows how long he's going to coach? There were rumors that he's going to retire if they win this year. So, like, I don't I don't necessarily buy it, but I mean the rumors are there. How is the he gonna time, how how's he gonna how's he gonna change his game? At the same time, you keep saying he has to change his game, he has to adapt. He doesn't have to. Right now, he doesn't. And again, I don't think he's going uh, to be able to scramble like he does now. He, he, okay. he relies and, on his legs more than Aaron Rodgers And does. he doesn't need to play another 10 years to potentially catch up to certain records or stats or wins. I'm that's how about, it works. I'm, but again, that's assuming that he's going to be able to continue winning at this rate when he has a turnover in his coaching staff. Again, further turnover, losing his security blanket and Travis Kelsey as he's getting older. He, he's like, done all those things already, Burge. Think about it. He lost his yeah, offensive he still coordinator needs, I, last I, year. I, I'm actually on Barry's side for once. He still needs five more Super Bowls. Like he no, has I, to win this one and four more. I'm to, I'm not I'm not dying on I'm not dying on the hill that he is Tom Brady. I'm dying on the hill that we need to give him more credit than we're giving him right now in terms of he has a chance to catch up to certain records. I again, he is not Tom Brady. I, let me make that clear. He is not Tom Brady. I'm not he saying has that he... a chance. He has a chance to catch certain records or yes. catch up to certain statistics that Brady potentially did. You can't sit there and tell me that Mahomes doesn't have a chance to catch the all-time touchdowns record because, yeah, Brady played forever, but at the same time, yeah. Mahomes is currently averaging, what, probably over 40 touchdowns a year? I know this year he had an off yeah, year. I'm His first year he threw 50. I, no, no, no. And I'm, again, I'm not – it's not about rings. I'm just talking about in terms of like everything that Brady did. We have to absolutely sit there and say it's a chance that he could do these things, and he could oh, do I it mean, in a shorter. Mahomes is already second best quarterback of all time. I think I would take I would take Mahomes over everybody that's not Tom Brady right now. Gun to my head, do you have to win one game? Who do you want? Probably. Tom Brady doesn't exist. Who do you want? Yeah, I want I want Patrick. Me, me too. A hundred a hundred yeah. times out of a hundred. I don't give a fuck who's in my offense, who's in my defense, who my head coach is. I want Patrick Mahomes. That and, is and, it. He has I'm, it. I'm not even saying that like he doesn't have a chance to do that and that we shouldn't be talking about it. I'm just saying like if we're gonna compare greatest of all time, the people right now that are saying that he's already the GOAT because he got this no. team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, no. you're you should not be all. talking about that. He wins this ring and he wins three out of five by before Let's he's talk. 30. Absolutely, we can start having the debates. We can have debates. You're not, you're going to lose a debate because right now it's it's still Tom Brady. And yeah, we're biased here, you know, because we're all Patriots. Yeah, fans, but, that, but that's like, not even a bias. That's not even a biased take. The dude has can't do it. Not even fifty percent of the same accolades. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you got to talk longevity is a big thing there too, which is why I'm saying like as he gets older, the way the, the style that he plays, I truly believe that he's going to need to adapt to continue at the pace that he's been do that he's been playing now. Brady is a pure pocket passer. Get the ball out within two seconds and and, and move the ball and move on to the next play. Agreed. Patrick Mahomes has to make a lot happen right now with his legs scrambling out to find the throws. And he's elite at doing it. He's able to move and make something out of nothing. He's elite at doing it. But it's you're talking about two different types of, of play there. And I think I, I, that when Mahomes gets older, he's not going to be able to do that as much. My that's, point, that's my though, thing. 
I get it. But my point that I'm making about that is he doesn't have to play the same amount of time as Brady. He might not have to adapt. Like he could potentially do the things he's doing for the next five or six years and still catch up to Brady or other records that he's going for. You get what I'm saying? Like he, he has a 17th game that Brady had for what? Two or three years at the end. So he already has an extra game on top of those seasons that Brady didn't have. Well, I think there's he's no already... doubt that he's going to catch the record, the, all those statistical records. But that's what I'm saying. That sense, but again, that's not going to factor into the whole debate. For but it, it, should, it should. It should in terms of like if he gets the rings and all the other stuff too, like the debate could be opened up into could he potentially become the greatest of all time? Absolutely. Yes, I'm and just I saying, think it could, like it you got to have the rings to do it. You got to have the rings so to do it. The problem, the problem here is more about. I hate to go fucking societal gel, but like, the problem here is more about society and like how we put these constraints and these pressures on random ass people, bro. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes, like, I'm not trying to be that fucking contrarian guy. Patrick Mahomes is ten times better at throwing the football and playing football than Tom Brady is. Tom Brady is just the most maniacal, crazy fucking bastard. And there was nothing you can do to kill the man. So there's 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 nuance to everything, bro. Patrick Mahomes is the most physically gifted player to play a position. And he's also creeping towards one of the biggest it factors to play the position. Tom Brady is the needle. He was the it factor. Patrick Mahomes is becoming that of just this generation. Sure. Burge is right. Burge is right. Becoming. Becoming. He isn't Brady yet. He isn't the GOAT yet. He is laying the groundwork to do so. And there's a great debate to be made between what you guys are saying. Burge is saying that to get to where Tom Brady is, he might have to he might have to acquiesce his play style to be more conducive to longevity. And what, what Hogan is saying is he thinks that it doesn't really fucking matter because he's being so prolific in this short amount of time that it might not take long enough for him to actually have to play his style of play. One of you guys is going to be wrong. One of you guys is going to be right. And the only one who's 100% going to be right is me because of how I'm sitting on this fence right now. But what I I think the point that I want to make is that we can appreciate his greatness outside of the parameters of him being the greatest of all time or outside of the Tom Brady parameters. Because we've already established here that if it's not Tom Brady, it's Pat Mahomes. And I think this 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 game on Sunday should be prefaced in the fact that, dude, it's it's pretty much Mahomes and the boys versus, like, immovable object. Dude, that team is fucking stacked, dude. They have multiple all pros at every single level of the fucking ball, bro. And if Mahomes goes out and beats this team, dude, that vaults his that that public opinion of him and this this narrative and this machine that that Burge is talking about that's pushing this narrative it's going to get even worse so like we have to be prepared for it but there is a there is a there is a portion of me that knows it's justified cuz Mahomes is a badass bro he's a fucking badass i i totally agree with you and you know that's why I, I was trying to get into the point that Hogan and I are talking about two different things when we were when we were debating that but like at the end of the day like, I appreciate Peyton Manning for what he was. Like, the you could argue he was the second best. I mean, he may not be yours. He may not be Hogan's. But, like, you could argue he was the second best, given what we saw over the last 15, 20 years that he played with Brady. But you can, you can sit on the hill that, like, appreciate what Peyton Manning was. But obviously, we knew Brady was better. 
we're going to get to now. Now we're going to get into the, the it's almost going to be like the Brady Montana debate that, that had happened before Brady won his fourth. It's going to be this or the fifth one, whichever one it was. But like you're going to get that kind of debate where it's like, is Brady better than Montana was? Like it's going to be the same kind of talk. But it's going to be elevated now because the offense is so focused on in the league now. And it's going to be just just a bigger storyline. So. I'm all on in on the 49ers in this game. I'm all in on them. I want them. I'm going with my heart. I'm going with what I think I have up here in my head, which might be a little bit of a brain, but I'm going to go against the grain about, about what people think is going to happen. This 49ers team seems to be a little bit different in the playoffs this year than they have been in the regular season. And in years past, you know, they've gotten down in both of their, or yeah, both of their playoff games this year. And they found a way in the second half to come back and win and win in a kind of a decisive fashion. I mean, Outside, you know, the Green Bay one was a little bit closer, but like they took over that game in Detroit. Yeah, you can blame Detroit for the reason as to why they were allowed to do that. No, they they fucking like, took that shit. Th- that very easily could have gone the other way if they they did not step up to the challenge. And I I really do think that this this 49ers team is a little bit different. Obviously, they're stacked, as you've said, Joe. They do have the quarterback Brock Purdy, who is heavily criticized and heavily on you know a lot of unknown about what he's going to do in the big spot. But I'm going to be all in on the 49ers on Sunday. And I'm actually looking forward to watching this game, unlike you, Hogan, because I am rooting for the Kansas City Chiefs to lose this game. I root against them every time. I Actually, last year, I think I wanted them to win because it was Philly. But let's not forget. Let's not forget. The last repeat Super Bowl champion was our New England Patriots back in the early 2000s. I don't want to see another repeat. I want to, I want to right. keep that. So again, a lot with my heart, but again, this 49ers team seems a little bit different than, you know, the team that went up against them in four years ago. And I like the grit because before the, these last two games, Shanahan hadn't even come back and won a game late in a game. Like they had, I think yeah, he was like, they had oh, some ridic- whatever, if he was trailing ridiculous at or whatever. Yeah. Ridiculous statistic with that. So it seems a little bit different. You can blame some of the other teams for how they handled it. But the KC team is vulnerable. They have a great defense. That's that's the part that scares me. Their defense this year is the best that Patrick Mahomes has had. And, yes, it's possible they can ride the D. Pause. Pause. Shout out Maurice Jones-Drew. But, Shout out Kojak. <laughs> absolutely. But the offense is vulnerable. They do have the, the kind of the it factor in Patrick Mahomes like we like you just we just hit on. But at the end of the day, I really think that this 49ers team is so talented. We, they were the team, you know, outside of Detroit and Houston that I was like, they're going to go distance. I, they were my Baltimore for Joe. They were my Baltimore for Joe. <laughs> I just want to – I want to – dude, I think I think there's a couple of, like, fascinating – match. I think – so I hear what you're saying about the 49ers, dude, but, like, I think we talk about uh, – or I talk about – coach quarterback combo a lot when I'm like picking games and like who I'm going to go with. And I think last week I made a major, 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 major miscalculation. I thought that a coach could make up for a gap in quarterback play wrong. Um, I think coach quarterback combo when you go around the league right now, I think that there is, there's, there's, there's Reed and then Mahomes and there's a giant, 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 massive gap and then there's everybody fucking else i think that 
you basically have two head coaches on that team. You have one on the sidelines and you have one on the field when they're on offense. Um, and that brings me to my first key matchup. I think that the only way that the, I don't want to say the only way, cause I think you could probably open this up a little bit, but I think one of the key things they could do to slow down Mahomes or obviously, but the key, one of the key things they can do to get out early would be to slow down Mahomes with the pass rush in the first, like right away, knock him off his spot. Don't get up the field. Don't let him scramble. Don't let him get out of the pocket. Do the do the four people rush at the same speed thing and collapse the pocket on top of them. I think that is the only way that the 49ers could go about shutting down this defense. Because I think that if you don't, if you start getting Chase Young and players like that up the field, Mahomes could slip by them. And now the the 49ers secondary is guarding against like pretty much backyard football, which is where Patrick Mahomes and his new receivers now are their best. And especially people like Travis Kelsey, who they've been paying together for however long. So I think what the the number one thing that the 49ers have to do is they got to keep Mahomes in the pocket. They have to keep Mahomes off balance and they have to keep him uncomfortable the entire day. That's the only way they're not going to get picked apart. I, I, I struggle because like I said, I don't want you guys to confuse my disdain for this game as in terms of I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm just not going to be happy while I'm watching it. Um, Good. And again, I go back to my, my whole Mahomes thing. I, as much as I'm defending him in this podcast, which kills me, I can't fucking stand Patrick Mahomes. So let me be clear on that. I want to see him lose badly. Having said that, going with my heart and my head, I got to say that the Chiefs are probably going to pull this one out. Uh, and I don't want it to happen because I'd love to see the Niners kick the shit out of them. I think it would be one big thing that I, I know a lot of people either don't want to hear about or do want to hear about. Depends who you are. I love Brock Purdy. I, I think he's a great, great story. Uh, the whole, you know, um, what was it, Mr. Irrelevant? That, that, mm-hmm. Come on. That's awesome. That's, and I, and so we I, like again, that narrative, but not the Taylor Swift narrative. Well, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because Taylor Swift is all right, we're, we're beating a dead horse at this point, aren't we? Jesus Trying to Christ, drop that grenade me. there, Jesus. Uh, uh, enough. <laughs> enough. No, I think I think I think Purdy, uh, you know, that that's that's a cool story in terms of you look at like what For Brady, sure. what Brady came up from with as that that six round pick. I mean, Christ, they made that documentary. Remember the Brady Six? Mm-hmm. That they made a whole documentary about how he was so driven by the six guys that were picked before him in the draft. And now you got a kid coming in that nobody on the planet thought was even going to be on a roster. And now he's starting the Super Bowl. Let's get that Sergeant kid. Win, come that on would be pod. awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, like I'm saying, it, it would be great to see. There's a, there's a lot of different different matchups. I think for me personally, the the biggest matchup that I'm looking forward to is how is um, <clears throat> Brock gonna take on that that coveted defense that the the Chiefs have now. Mm-hmm. Bird, you touched on it. This is the greatest defense that Mahomes has had, the and of D. course, it, it's it's run by Spags, and we all know what Ugh. that fucking douchebag is capable of because of what he did to <laughs> us in previous games that mattered pretty bigly. Um, well, Eleven, right? No, 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 just 07 because you went to the Rams after that. Oh, 07. Yeah, yeah. 07. Uh. 07. But that was the one that we really, really needed. Anyway, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> um, like I said, that it's going to be interesting to see how Purdy can get the ball out to all of his weapons 
with that defense playing at the level that is playing at right now. Um, and I, I'd love to say that I see the 49ers winning it, but I can't bet against Roger Goodell and the money that Taylor Swift is bringing them. So Chiefs all day. I think uh, there's some injuries that we want to talk about with this game too. That you know, we the, the guys have started practicing this week, and there's there's one one player for the Tony. Chiefs. No, Kadarius Tony. Tell me no. he's on Instagram Live again. Yeah, screw him. <laughs> he's a bum. It's Joe Tooney, former Patriot oh, for the shit, Kansas City yeah. Chiefs on the offensive line. There, he's got a pectoral injury. Andy Reid came out today and said that it's unlikely that he is going to practice all week and it would be a long shot that he's going to play in the Super Bowl. Low key, I think that's a big big loss for a Kansas City offensive line going up against this defensive front for the San Francisco yeah. 49ers. So it kind of hits on your point Joe about the matchup about you know the 49ers getting them Patrick Mahomes early and knocking them around a bit. Not having an, a legitimate elite guard in there could could potentially have ramifications in this game. Didn't Given play what in the this AFC championship, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Not oh, don't even start. Not I, I just I, I just don't think you can score uh, seventeen points and I don't think you can score seventeen points and beat this 49ers team. I think that's what it kind of comes down to. But um, yeah, Barry, you make a really good point, and I think that we've been we've how how many fucking times have we talked about it this year? The reason why we feel the league plays down has a lot to do with offensive line play. Absolutely, and I think that. Early in the season when everybody's like, yo, what the fuck's good with the Chiefs? It had a lot to do with offensive line play. Um, and I think when they found their footing with Pacheco and then when they found their footing with the defense, I think that allowed them to kind of mend their offensive line where it wasn't as much on a um, a uh, a spotlight. You know what I mean? So uh, I had that. I had that that same matchup. I had same same thing. Same thing, Hogan. The only other matchup I want to talk about is the head coaching matchup. I think this is the quintessential fucking uh, savant fucking OC head coach versus savant OC head coach. These guys both have questionable game management skills, but both there's no question about the play caller and the schemes that they run. Um, so that leads me into the last time these team plays in the Super Bowl. So I, uh, when I was doing my research for the pod today, I was just like looking at the box score from the 2019 game. Did you know that the leading rusher and the leading receiver from both teams no longer play for the team? Uh, I'm trying to think about the leading receiver. All right, guys, give me, give me one guess of who the leading receiver for the San Francisco 49ers was in the Super Bowl they played against the Chiefs. Super Bowl 54? Crabtree was already gone. I'm going to I'm going to guess Marquise Goodwin. Nope. Ooh, Damn. That's a good guess. You really Burge, Burge, this is one of your favorite players in the league. Oh, yeah, man. I favorite he's a he's he's you well, that's making me look bad. <laughs> you've watched a lot of this. Oh, player Kendrick Bourne. Kendrick Bourne. There we go. Wow. There we go. Wow. I remember now. I remember now. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne is, had two two huge receptions, two 20 yard receptions during the game. Is Mozart the uh, the running back? It is. So All Damian right. Williams, Damian Williams, and Tyree yep. Kill for the for the Chiefs, and then Raheem Mozart and uh, Kendrick Bourne for the uh, 
for wow. the San Francisco 49ers. But yeah, so the receiving, receiving on Kansas City, listen to this. So Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, gone. And then obviously Travis Kelsey's still there. And then Damon Williams, Blake Bell, and uh, Darwin Thompson were the other three people who do who had targets. That's wild. Yeah. So they have they have Miko Hardman had a had a had reception. So they have two players on the team that had receptions in the in the game that was literally fucking four years ago. That's crazy. Wow. Turnover, man. Dude, you look at dude. Look at the players that played in the. Look at the wide receivers that played in the in the in the in the Super Bowl for the Patriots in fourteen and eighteen. They're the same fuck, dude. Edelman, Gronk, mm -hmm. fucking Hogan. Hogan, Dang. yep. That Hogan bitch. Oh, he's wonderful. Anyway, don't start. But yeah, dude, start. I don't think, bro. <laughs> I think, dude, if the 49ers win this game, dude, you guys talk about a media storm and like narratives, bro. This fucking Brock Purdy, dude. I I hated on him all year. Yeah, I came off at last podcast because the down the stretch of that down the stretch of that NFC Championship game, he made some plays with his arm and his legs, and I was mm -hmm. like, okay. Um, I didn't really appreciate the athleticism on him, I guess. But if this motherfucker wins a fucking Super Bowl after getting picked last, last two years ago, it is going to be the only thing that we fucking hear about until training camp. We're gonna. I might pay someone to hold out a training camp just so we don't have to hear about fucking Brock Purdy, dude. I swear to fucking God, dude. It's going to be so... Dude, first of all, he sucked at Iowa State. He sucked. Was it Illinois or Iowa State? Shiloh. Iowa State. All right. All right. I was just going to say Shiloh's a savant with that shit. But, dude... He, I don't, I don't get it. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be a fucking shit show. And the last thing I want to bring up about the 2019 game is, do you guys remember the score of that game before the fourth quarter started? Uh, 20 to 10, 49ers on top of the Chiefs. Okay. Do you want to share your screen for the class? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, dude, the, the Chiefs scored, the Chiefs scored 21 answered points in the fourth in the fourth quarter and ended up winning by 11 points. So, um. I don't know. There's like I said, that team's got the that team's got the it factor. Mahomes has the it factor. I think that Burris brought up a really good point about the 49ers coming back in their last two games. I think that's uh that's a huge bullet point that should not be that should not be over that should not be overlooked. But um yeah, I'm like I said last time, I'm done betting against Mahomes. I'm just done. Now the yep. only reason why I knew that that score was because the amount of memes I've seen where you see all the 49ers players celebrating in the end zone after the turnover, I think it was, oh, yeah, where it was yeah, 20 yeah, to yeah, 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no. then it's like, life comes at you fucking fast. And then it shows the final score with the Chiefs winning. And I'm just like, God damn it. It just burns me every time. So that's why I knew that score, because I fucking was the same one celebrating when the 49ers it looked like they were going to pull it off. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just interesting. I, like I said, the whole Purdy thing, I'm not a hater on him. I, I think it would be cool to see. And I don't disagree with I you. Definitely that it's gonna be, oh, I'm a hater on him. It's going to be overblown about the whole Mr. Irrelevant thing. I get it. But at the same time, it's just one of those things that it's never happened. So let's see it. I don't give a shit. I'd rather see that than see a repeat winner. It'd be it'd be a better story for me as an NFL fan to see the last pick in the draft, quarterback at the most important position, win, win a title. Despite whatever they've done around him, all this and that, it would still be a better story. Well, I think we've got our official picks in here for this game. And I know, Joe, you might have some some props here. We'll get to that in a second. But the Chiefs are actually underdogs in this game. They are plus two. I'm going to take San Francisco 49ers. 
minus two. I'll lay the two points. I don't care. I'll take them. I did pretty good this year on my picks. They're my lock. This is going to be a lock for me, so it can go count against me for the year. I don't care. But they're going to. I'm be not my... going to revise anything. We've already we've already turned in a winning record. We're not we're not going back on that. <laughs> we still... take the wins where we get them, and I massage the numbers however I want. I don't give a fuck. I'm on the 49ers minus two. Joe, are you going to pick pick the spread? Are you going money line or where are you going? Uh, so all right, I'm going to get weird. So I would get. All right, so I'm going to bet the Chiefs' money line. Full disclosure, that's going to be my bet. That's going to be my bet slip. That's going to be my bet for the weekend. But I might I might think about sprinkling, speaking of a spread, but I might think about sprinkling a little bit on Chiefs maybe minus 2.5, a little bit on Chiefs minus 6.5, a little bit on Chiefs minus 9.5. Yeah. Because I think if you can find those lines, I found 2.5 and 6.5 and on DraftKings with some really, really good odds. I think that... Maybe quarter unit kind of play kind of like like five, ten bucks here or there. I think there is a pos- I think I honestly think there's a possibility that the Chiefs win this game outright and they win this game like I don't want to say going away, but I think they could you could see a lot like the last matchup where it's neck and neck the whole way. And Mahomes is just better than Purdy at the end of the game. When it comes to nut cutting time, when everybody's playing, when everybody's fucking when everybody's playing their hardest, when the fucking lights are the brightest the best player comes out on top. And usually that's that usually that's Mahomes nowadays. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. And the only other two things I have on this game for, uh, for, for bet wise is I have Kittle over 47 and a half. We talked about Spags. Spags blitzes like a fucking madman. Spags blitzes. Mm-hmm. He'd blitz your mother. If she played court, if she played linebacker, bro. <laughs> um, but Blitzes usually mean quick passes. Quick passes usually mean usually mean a lot of tight end targets. A lot of tight end targets mean a lot of tight end yards. Give me Kittle over 47 and a half uh, receiving yards. And then you always got to throw in one of these bad layers. You always got to throw in a little like one of the only – you only get it during the Super Bowl bets. Give me orange Gatorade dumped on that fat fucking KC. All right? He's going to be covered in orange Gatorade at the end of this game. Cause So if you see the theme here, right – so Chiefs money line, I think they're gonna win. They did they did orange the last two times they won. So that's where I'm getting that one from. What do you guys think? I like it. I think uh for me personally, I haven't had a chance to look at the uh the bets yet or anything. But if uh I'm a betting man, which I am, I'll probably put a couple bucks on uh, a nice little parlay. Anytime touchdown scores, give me Travis Kelsey and uh McCaffrey because when the fuck don't those guys score touchdowns all year long? Oh, McCaffrey first half. Uh, McCaffrey, it's not any time. McCaffrey first half touchdown score is fucking plus money right now, which I feel yeah. like he's stealing. stealing. It's, oh, yeah. it's insane. Yeah, because he he scored. What, how many did he score this year? Like 19 or something stupid. Like He scored a touchdown in every fucking game he played in. I know it was that amount. I mean, but he had to have scored more. But either way, him and Kelsey are just guaranteed touchdowns at this point if there's going to be any scoring, which there will be plenty. But again. If both defenses show up, it could be interesting. Um, but I, uh, I do love the Gatorade bet. I, uh, I learned my lesson about s- some silly Super Bowl gambling a couple of years ago. Burgess, you remember my horror <laughs> stories with that. So I, t- I uh, tend to take it easy on the Super Bowl now. I remember a great story. I remember a great story. We watched Super Bowl Fifty, and we were what was it? The uh, coin toss or the anthem? I forget which it one was it was. A, it was a coin toss. You won it. You didn't. You I win did. It? I yeah, did. You, and you then I lost so... all. I lost all my money because I put all the winnings I got from the coin toss 
on the goddamn Carolina Panthers to win that Super Bowl. So oh no, we, we I was a, I was huge that. on I was huge on the fucking Panthers. I can. Yep, I, I thought re- they were gonna just run train on Peyton Manning and make him retire in misery. And boy, did I eat crow that fucking day. <laughs> I remember being at your house watching that Super Bowl, and dude, you were you you were shaking, man. You, you went in the other room while, while while the coin toss happened. You were you weren't even with us. I put two saw, bills on that. You put a lot of money on that. I put two bills on the fucking coin toss. It was so stupid <laughs> of me. <laughs> That's the most American male fucking walking <laughs> sports thing I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm gonna put. I, yeah, I got two hundo on who what side the coin lands on. <laughs> like, hey, what are we I doing? fucking nailed it. I fucking nailed it. That's all that matters. And then I lost that McCaffrey. That McCaffrey first bet uh, anytime uh, touchdown plus one fifty. That's easy money. And then <laughs> another one I like, dude, easy. is uh, Brock Purdy to throw an interception, which is even money right now as well. Yeah, that'd be pretty good actually. Has he has the anthem? The anthem line come out like the number. Yeah, of- ninety. It's ninety and a half. I got the over. Re- Reba McIntyre. I was gonna say who's singing it. That's a big difference in who's singing Reba. It. Oh, you know she's gonna get them twangs out, and it's gonna last a long time, <laughs> dude. I just read the synopsis of like why you should bet the over. It's basically like she's an old bitch. She's not gonna get out there. <laughs> she's not gonna get off the stage that fast. It's like Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> That's that's my favorite one. I always get the stopwatch out when that when that anthem it, it starts when she starts the first word, right? Yeah, it's that's whenever just, yeah. she oh is yeah. right when it starts. Yep. Uh, and then you have to wait. And then nothing's worse when they're holding the note and you want to like climb on top of the stadium with like a fucking sniper rifle and you're like, you <laughs> stop holding what? that note. <laughs> get off the stage. I took my the under bitch. To <laughs> I took the <laughs> I'll definitely be uh, be looking into that as the game gets closer because that's that's one of my one of my favorites right there. Time in the anthem and figuring out how long it's going to be. So, yeah, I we got a good Super Bowl. I think we got one for San Fran. I love being on an island, Burge Island, just like Revis Island, Elite Shutdown Island, right here. All right, yeah. You got the two like K, the two KC guys here next week. Either. Either either me or the two of them are going to be playing some everybody hurts when uh, we find out how who's going to lose their who's going to lose hey, their money. I win if Kansas City loses. I'm just saying I think they're going to win. All right, relax. Yeah, this, yeah, dude, they're still going to lose. Hogan, you read my fucking mind, bro. You read my mind, dude. <laughs> Fuck out of here with mental this. hedge. You did a mental hedge. You're going to put everything on KC, and then when KC loses, you're like, at least I didn't fuck up the past legacy. You know what I mean? That's easy, Joe. Joe. Give me a fist bump right here. Let's go. We got this going right there. Fucking right. Let's go. Suck it, Burge. All-time hedgers. That's what you guys are. That's all you are. We're the hedge fund bros. I love it. I love it. It's going to be fun watching the Super Bowl. I'm sure we'll be be active on Twitter during that game, so be sure to get us on our socials on there. I will be because I will be partaking in some adult beverages during that game. I don't have to work the day after the Super Bowl. It's like a holiday. for. It's like a weekend for me. Oh, I, I love Sunday I'm Super Bowls. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I love Super Bowl Sundays. Don't move it to Saturdays because I have to work Sunday morning. So keep it on Sunday night. Give us the day off. Run for president and run on the platform of giving us the day after the Super Bowl off. And then you win. You win. Hire me as your campaign manager and then I'll take it from there. Thank you. I'm going to be old enough soon. Okay, now it. we're cooking with fucking gas. Let's do it. Now oh, we're boy. let's do now it. Now we're cooking with gas. <laughs> now we're cooking with gas. 
So Fuck yeah, it, I'll sh- run against you. I'll run against <laughs> you and give you the whole week off. No. <laughs> okay. Suck it. This is this is this is the content we need. Political theater on the PTP podcast. Are you gonna somebody gonna call their wife a dog? Oh Ted oh. Cruz, wife of a dog. Nope. 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 Don't nope. want that. Nope. Not worth it. Nope. Absolutely not. Yeah, you shut that down real quick. <laughs> Let's move on to a favorite segment of the podcast. Are we gonna do this today? Let's do it. I wanna do it. You want to do it? it? You got it ready? I want to do it. I'm ready. Hold on. I already. I want it. I want to do it. I want to do it. Oh, I still have it. We're good. We're good. Let's go. Let's go. Hold on. Hold on. Filibuster. 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 I need a second. I wasn't prepared. This is a fan favorite. Hogan? Yeah. I think you chose right the last time we were on the podcast. Oh, no, no, no. I did Oh, you were wrong? I I, I went with my gut. I went with the statistics and it it, it burned me. I forget who I picked, but I remember it wasn't good. Tannehill. Tannehill. And then somebody else. And I was upset because I fucking hate Tannehill. It's time for another round of QB Catfish. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you know the rules. I'm here to fuck with you. Those are the only rules. Okay, player A. So this player played 15 games. So I'm just making you guys aware. I'm going to make you guys aware of both games played uh, for both of these players this week. So player A, this is in 15 games in 2016. 15 games, 2016. Bo- Burge, let me see both of your hands. I need both of your hands right now. Okay, thank you. So uh, 15 games in 2016. 4,200 yards, 31 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, 63% completion rating with a 96 quarterback rating. 15 games, 4,200, 31-13, uh, to 13. TD interception uh, was their TD interception, and then 63 completion with a 96 rating. Player B in 14 games, 14 games, okay? 14 games in 2000, fuck, I forgot the year. And I X out of the thing because Barry says we were not doing it tonight. Anyway, <laughs> great, great segment, Joe. For it's 14 games, we have 3,200 yards, 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 67% completion rating with a 95 quarterback rating in 14 games. Since it's your first day on the pod, Hogan, Burge, who do you got? Give me, give me player B stats again, if you don't mind. All right, 14 games, 3,200 yards, 24 to 12 interception ratio, 67.5 completion percentage, and then a 95 rating. Oh, Ooh. I see. I wanted to go with uh, player A, but you got me thinking. I'm going to have to go with player B now because I feel okay. like this is a trick. With 14 games, not great stats, but I feel like it's probably going to be a better player. I'm going player B, lock it in. Okay. You know where I'm going. Yeah, just by default. By default, I'm going A. I want the better number. Do you want to give me a uh, – you, so just by the numbers, just by the – just I honestly have no – I'm going to guess maybe somebody like Brock Osweiler. Like, I have no idea. I have no idea. 16. Hey, so, Hogan, welcome to the pod. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. You just picked Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> oh. Anyway, player A. So, oh, 
There we go. Player A, who's Bears' new franchise quarterback, Andrew Luck from 2016. Congratulations, Bears. You guys are going to do great. Besides the fact he's going to retire. Off I know. <laughs> but player B, 2016 Mitch Trubisky. Playoffs? Yikes. Uh, they were ten and six in his start. Oh, uh, ten and six in his starts. That was the know. doink. That was the doink, wasn't it? Was they lost no, doink. it yeah. wasn't the doink. No, it yes. wasn't. So I was living hurt. in I was living in my house when that happened. Yes, that was like 2018, 2019. So they made the so made the playoffs twice. Uh the twenty sixteen Bears. Hold on, hold That's on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. 2016 Hold Bears on. finished 15 out of 16 in the conference. So his oh. uh, this was 2018. They oh. went 11 and three, and he went to the Pro Bowl. You told me, <laughs> I thought you said 2016. Redemption, bitch. 2018. Okay, 2018. Redemption. Yes, it was a doink. Yes. He wasn't Back even in the playoffs. season. In, he wasn't even in the league. He got drafted in 2017. That's why I was like, wait a minute. Like, what the hell? Okay. Suck my playoffs, he- Burge. Dude, he also rushed for 420 yards. Yeah, that was his best year of his career. That's, it, that's what I'm saying. He had it a was good his year. best year of his career. And his so kicker. So, you, so, so, Hogan, you agree you would take him as your franchise quarterback Andrew, over Andrew Luck then, right? Uh, Well, <laughs> I mean, what, what year, Andrew Luck, are we talking? Is retiree Andrew any Luck? Any fucking year. Literally any year he's played football. <laughs> <laughs> I, did the, I did it a little different today. I found the player and worked backwards on both of them. Uh, so I, I knew that. I, I kind of wanted to show Andrew. Dude, I fucking loved it. I know we've, we're getting late, dude. I love – dude, Andrew Luck was one of my favorite college and NFL players, dude. When he won – remember when he threw out of that sack? to go into the playoffs like it was a rookie or second year dude yep. like he hit he hit somebody in the end zone like thrown out of a sack and like i fucking love that guy dude he was such dude and remember remember that jackass adam Schefter? come on the pod adam Schefter broke the news about him retiring during halftime of that preseason game when pre-season he was standing game. on the fucking sidelines that was brutal. you remember that that was yep. awful he got oh, booed man. he got booed yeah, thrown dude. in the locker room dude, dude imagine Imagine you make a personal decision and you're you're gonna tell your team like before or after the game, dude. And dude, people in the stands start finding out before like your close family, friends, or maybe even coaches or players mm-hmm. on the team. Like that's that's horrible. And like I understand that like Schefter's doing his job and shit like that, but I don't know. There's so much like this goes back to an overarching thing, but there's like no nuance nowadays. You know what I mean? There's no nuance. There's I have a scoop. I know it's a hundred percent true. I'm gonna, I'm gonna find the best opportunity for me to put it out. You know what I mean? There's They'll no put it out before they know it's hundred percent true. They'll put it out before but they know. No, nah, I, I don't want to say that on Schefter. I don't want to say that. Not, not him. Schefter. No, but like in general. No, I agree. In I agree. It's more about the click than it is being right. Right. So there, yeah. dude. I used to remember, bro. I had this marketing teacher, Mister Garrison, dude. Oh, Mister Garrison. Like no, like literally, like South Park. <laughs> but dude, this dude is a genius, and he's like. You don't want to be first. You want to be right, which means you don't want to be the first to do something. You want to be the first person to do it right. And mm-hmm. that's not how it is anymore, especially in media, dude. If you're first and people click, it doesn't matter if you're right or not. There's so many good instances about that same shit in sports mm-hmm. and anywhere else in the world, any any other permeation of media. It's you want to be first. It doesn't matter if it's 1% of right or 99% right. You want to be first. And that was such a such a great example of that bullshit, dude. I fucking it, I hate that happened to Andrew Luck. He's such a good guy. Mm-hmm. It, it, it goes back to our earlier conversations with all, the whole coaching thing is how many reports did we get about where Belichick was flying or who he was interviewing mm-hmm. with? And it's like, 
how many of those reports were complete fucking duds now because he's not coaching in the I NFL. I still think it was it's... an island thing. I like to keep that. I like to keep that one going. Like Arthur Smith <laughs> flew him out. Or what's it? Uh, Arthur Blank flew him out. Like imagine Bill like stepping off the runway on like going to get flown out to go to a cabana. You know what I mean? It's just like that's it. Like, but I totally agree, dude. Who's pushing the agenda? Who's is that right? It doesn't matter. I saw that first, so that's gonna that's gonna be the first thing in my mind when I think about that. And that's the thing, especially too, if you're thinking about like as the Atlanta side of it, is how does that influence you going forward with your coaching decision? Maybe that's why they scooped up Raheem Morris the way they did, because it was just like are we going to lose out on Belichick or are we going to just get a shittier coach at this point? Like, fuck it. Let's scoop this guy up and go from here. It's it's you're, you're, you're spot on with not only is it influencing the person like the Andrew luck, but now it's encompassing everything that surrounds that decision, whether it's the team, your teammates, the people that signed and everything it's, it's fucking chaos. And it's sad that it's devolved to the point that it's at. Honestly. Absolutely. Agreed. Absolutely. Totally agree. I think that's a good time to wrap up this episode. Plug up the episode. Thank you. I thought you weren't going to say it. Trademark Burge right there. But as always. Trademark Burge's plug. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Let's do it. As always, brought to you in partnership with Primetime Productions at Primetime Prods on the Twitter machine there. Great content. All sports. Check them out. We are the Breaking the Plane podcast. We have our new host here. Hogan, do you want to plug up any of socials there real quick before we get yeah, plug going? Your Twitch, plug, your, plug your Twitter, plug everything. Certainly, certainly. Well, uh, I'll keep it short and sweet since we, I know we want to wrap it up and plug it, as Burgess loves to do. Um, <laughs> if you guys out there are interested in crazy video game adventures, um, I am over on Twitch. You can follow me at Prowler71. Um, and if not, go on YouTube, go on Instagram, go on TikTok, go on Jesus Christ. I can't think of anything else I got at this point. But either look up Prowler71, Twitch Prowler71, you'll find me. You'll recognize this fat blob sitting in this chair, having a grand old time, shooting things and screaming fuck every other word. But uh, if not, that's cool too. Just uh, glad you're here. Yeah, if you people out there don't want to watch somebody play fucking uh, a battle royale over and over again for like fucking 10 hours and you want some like unique stream where like you're actually going to see shit that you don't fucking see mm-hmm. on every other stream. I'm not just blowing smoke and hog pulling everybody else. It, like Hogan actually does something different. So uh, it wouldn't be I wouldn't be sticking my neck out for you and fucking shit like that if I didn't believe that. But so I enjoy the stream, Hogan. So hopefully hopefully a lot of other people start to and soon. But uh we always appreciate you coming on, man. The the vibe you bring, the the checks and balances that you apply to this podcast. I can't uh, I can't wait to see what we have going forward. I Absolutely, it, buddy. And one final thought before we say bye: If you join Hogan's stream, be sure to drop a clown emoji in the chat. Yeah, Signature purge move right there. Only L's and clown emojis in the chats. <laughs> Banned immediately. Banned immediately. He's looking for mods. Let him know. Oh, <laughs> fucking mod me up, baby, because you clowns are banned. <laughs> Have a good week, guys and girls. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll be back next week with our thoughts. I'll probably be taking the L and playing the Everybody Hurts. If you want to see my reaction to that, it'll be there. Have a good week. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Love you, boys.